Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Hey gang, what's going on? Smooth Jazz Sam has taken the week off, so it's just me this week. Uh, I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. Well, that's a shame. We all like smooth talk, smooth jazz, talk radio. I don't know what it was. I'm Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And we are obviously not combobulated. We are discombobulated as we go down the path of what will become episode 111 here today on Drew and Sam Talk Training. So, Drew, uh, we've both been really busy. Uh, where have you been lately? It's been a long time since we've talked about where we've been or where we're going. But where have you been? Who have you been seeing? Oh, my. It has been a long time. I think we dropped where you've been and where you're going when we went to the shorter format. We did. So before you tell us where, where you've been, uh, Lucas, drop us some I've Been Everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Well, let's see, Sam. Uh, where have I been? I have been to Seattle twice in the last uh, two months. I've been to Boston three times in the last two and a half months. Check me if I'm wrong, but that's coast to coast. Yeah, there's been some of that. Uh, a little work in the middle with a trip to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Nice. I've got one more trip to Knoxville coming up. I got a trip to uh, Webb City, Missouri uh, with the Elwells, doing a little better visits today down in the Oklahoma, Missouri area. Yeah, Joplin, Missouri, if I'm not not mistaken. Gets a little name drop in um, uh, Route 66 song. Oh, nice. Yeah, a little, little town named Joplin. It's been all over the place. Most of it's been... Uh, better visits today. That was two classes in Boston where, uh, so normally Sam, when I do better visits today, it's a franchisee. Some client reaches out and says, Hey, I want you to teach my supervisors. I say, no problem. And we work out the details and it's just for that franchisee. And it's three days in their store. But you and I did that whole ice thing up in Boston, I had a couple franchisees reach out and they're like, we don't have enough supervisors to do a class on our own. Can we pull together? So sure. And so I actually redid the class. And Oklahoma is the first run of going from a full three day to two, because it's going to sound weird, Sam. But what I found is um, when it's just me and the supervisors, because occasionally the franchisees, the the clients aren't in the classroom. uh, When it's just me and the supervisors, maybe a director, the class goes really fast because there aren't a lot of tangents that occur. So I was able to cut some of the content back keep the activities going. So we're going to do Oklahoma in two days. And that's now standard fare, where if you don't have enough supervisors, we can do one in like your DMA for two days and um, go at it that way. And it's per supervisor for the attendance. So it, it makes better sense from a cost standpoint for everybody. That's awesome. I, I love that. And, yeah. you know, when you're in Joplin, I would suggest a short trip to Kalina, Texas, or not Texas, Kalina, Kansas. It's the only part of Route 66 that goes through Kansas. And it's it's less than a couple of miles long, but it just kind of dips in through the corner of Kansas and it's not far from Joplin. But, you know, I've done the Route 66 thing four or five times in the last two years. 
and uh, that that piece through Kansas is is pretty cool. I will have to do that. I don't think I've ever been on Route 66. What? Yeah, dude. Well, you've definitely got to get your kicks on Route 66. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. There's only going to be like 12 people that get that reference. Of course, Lucas will help because he'll put a drop in there, but that's fine. There you go. And I guess the big question, will he drop uh, the original by Chuck or will he go with uh, John? Um, Or I think there was another one too. And I can't remember. There was two versions in the Cars movie. One was John Mayer and the other one was Rascal Flatts maybe. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to veer off on a tangent real quick, but have you seen any of the AI stuff where they've, they've taken the lyrics to like Frank Sinatra and they have Frank Sinatra singing like, like Cardi B or whatever. Yes. That's totally what we should do with route 66, but do it with like, like I want to hear what rush doing route 66 would sound like. Our friends on uh, uh, two twins in an album have what they call the Willie Dolly test. So a stop, a song will test the time. Oh my gosh, words are hard. Stand the test of time. I got you. Thank you. I appreciate you. If it, a cover was done by both Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton. Oh, that's that's a fabulous formula right there. Yeah, right. Could you imagine Red Barchetta by Willie Nelson or Dolly Parton? Oh, that totally needs to happen. Right? There, there are a couple like I I couldn't see Dolly doing that one so much. I couldn't see her talking about the no, no, I can't see her doing Red Barchetta. I could see her doing something like Entree New. Yeah, I can see Dolly doing anything, actually. I mean, she, I never really appreciated Dolly until I got older. There was a thing on Facebook about, like, if the aliens come, who should we send out? And people were going back and forth. I'm like, you should send Dolly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's, she could be the ambassador for the human race. <laughs> she's probably, like, the best human. Like, like, let's just send Dolly. If not her, maybe Keanu Reeves. So, oh, oh, good, good choice. Those are good choices. So I'm going to jump in there since you weren't kind enough to ask me. That's what I was just going to do, though. We just got off on a little tangent. I was just going to finish up with if I'm not teaching better visits today, I'm doing the better shifts today in the shift cycle, talking about how to open for success, handle the rush and clean, accurate clothes. Like that's what my Seattle trip is. Uh, That's what Knoxville is. So that's, that's been my, where have I been? How about you, Sam? Where have you been and where are you going? Let me see. I was in West Virginia. I had the opportunity to get with uh, the Honey Badgers in their Southeast stores. And we did the Train the Trainer, which I'm super stoked about. And and in fact, uh, when it comes to the Train the Trainer, which is, I think the easiest way to explain Train the Trainer is its presentation skills on steroids. Uh, it helps people get get their sea legs below them and, and get the confidence they need and and reps to do public speaking. But more importantly, I think it's really good to help them with their communication skills. And a uh, friend of the show, Tim McIntyre, and I are actually going to be partnering on that through 2024. And we've got a couple of dates set up. The first one we're going to launch here any day now. Uh, it's going to come in January. We're going to do that in Ann Arbor. So that's always fantastic it's a good time it's it's the curriculum that i've been fortunate enough to do that really hits me the most because 
you know, much of the curriculum that you and I do, Drew, we don't get to see the results. We go in and we share some skills and knowledge with them. We hopefully put some excitement in them to go out and, and make their, their stores better than they were yesterday with some next level training. And we never get to actually see it. But with Train the Trainer, because people present three different times and they get feedback after each one, I get to see the results. And for a trainer, that's, that's an amazing experience that you and I don't often get other than just feedback from participants. So I did that. And then prior to that, you know, somebody had to do it. So I got to go and visit with friend of the show, Mike Rompel, with his stores in Hawaii. We opened a new store in Kaneohe, uh, Kaneoa, Kaneohe. I, I, I don't speak Hawaiian. That's clear just from how many times you tried to say that word right there. Right. You know, there's 13 letters in the alphabet. Spencer is going to tell me if I got that wrong because he and his lovely wife, Charmaine, uh, took took me out to dinner and he was telling me all about the Hawaiian alphabet. And there's only 13 letters and every letter gets a sound. And I still am not good at it. But we opened up that new store, uh, opened up much like all of Mike's stores open. It's just amazing. They do a great job down on there on the islands. And, uh, you know, I had to spend 14 days in Hawaii. That, that, that sounds terrible. Oh, it was, it was awful. I mean, it was, you know, mid eighties and sunny every day. It was just boring. It was horrible. You know, I just, I just dread having to go back there. But, um, so I did that and, uh, been working with some other folks. It's, um, things at Fowler Consulting have been going great. Had an opportunity to speak at the DFA meeting. Uh, we talked a little bit about local store marketing because I think that's a hot topic that's going to be is going to need a lot of attention moving as we're chasing order count and, and trying to make sure that we maintain being the world's number one pizza company. So a lot of great opportunities out there and uh, just been having a fun, uh, fun time and feel so grateful that people are willing to pay you and I to come out and talk about this thing that we enjoy so much, which is helping leaders become better leaders and, and making great pizzas. So that's, that's where I've been. So I'm, I'm taking notes here, Sam, because we're doing the whole weeping everywhere, man thing. And, and you, know, you could, I'm not going to try and do it the way that, that Johnny does it in the song, but Massachusetts, Washington, West Virginia, Tennessee, Hawaii, Oklahoma, and Michigan. And that's two months. Yeah. And, um, you know, Ohio. Oh, in Ohio. Ohio, I think, has been a pretty good staple for us, which as a Michigan fan, it's hard for me to say that. But no, I get as, that. as a fan of our clients, it's very easy for me to say. So so thanks to the good folks of Ohio and keeping us busy as well. Yeah, and that doesn't great. count re return trips like Massachusetts is two or three times if you want to go back far enough to count ice and put it to three months. Uh, we put Hawaii at two, once for you, once for me. There's a lot of traveling here. So when our when our fans are like, wow, every Monday there's an episode. And occasionally we might miss a Monday here or there. It is solely completely because we are so booked up right now that getting even just a half hour has been kind of nutty every once in a while. Yeah, it sure has. By the way, folks, uh, this episode brought to you by the good folks at Delta Airlines.
Welcome aboard, and thank you for choosing Delta. The health and safety of our customers and crew is our number one priority, and the shared responsibility of everyone on board. So before we depart, please pay attention to this important message. If you're listening, Delta Airlines, uh, we'll send you an invoice for that. Some advertising. We would love a 15-second cut right there for a Delta ad. So we've had some fun so far on this episode. Let's give the listeners something that they can use. You talked about your uh, better visits and your better shifts. If you had to pick one nugget out of your better shifts today that somebody could take back to their store today, what would be the one thing? And obviously the workshop is, is packed full of great ideas and lots of things to execute on. But you've said it before in the past, you like to make work small and we like to keep things pointed and on track. What's the one thing you think would benefit a lot of people that are going to be running shifts tonight that they could do today with very little effort, very little money, but something they could change the way they're running their shift and they could see almost immediate results? I want to throw up the disclaimer that there is no such thing as a silver bullet, no matter what our friend of the show, Jeremy Hill, says. Little PTSD there for you. <laughs> I do. I have this like two years. It still like pumps at me. It's fine. It's fine. Oh gosh. With wow. very little training, with absolutely no money, because all you need is a sheet of paper that you have because you print reports and a pen because you have that because somebody signs a credit card. I would tonight I would assign roles and responsibilities to everybody in my store. I I can't begin to describe how much of an instant change roles and responsibilities are. And if you follow it up with using the load and go guidelines for who goes where and who does what, it takes it next level. But if you can just do, this is your job. And then if there's nothing to do there, as an example, Sam, tonight, I want you on the front counter. If there are no customers and there's no phone ringing, then I want you on dough. If there's no pizzas to make, then I want you uh, cleaning the bathrooms. And if there are no customers and no pizzas and you've gotten the bathrooms clean, go home. Why are you still here? And if you do that for every team member, the level of efficiency that that occurs almost instantly is just nuts. When we did our I've Been Everywhere segment, we talked about Hawaii. And one of the things I got to do while I was in Hawaii, I was on the Joint Army Air Force Base Hickam. and. We had done somewhat of a position chart. Uh, the business came at us a little bit quicker than we were ready for. So we didn't finish the position chart. And as we were going through, you know, we've got a one minute goal of car side delivery. And we had a we had a car side that night. And I heard the manager in charge say, hey, can someone take that car side? And later in the night, I looked at the schedule and I didn't notice anybody on the schedule named someone. And, and to your point of these roles and responsibilities, had we put Bob or Sue or Kelly or Jane in charge of CarSide or had it as their secondary, then the manager can say Bob or Sue or Sally or, you know, that CarSide is yours. And if we go in the way back machine to when we talked about the, the five second rule with Mel Robbins. And she talked about 
you know, your reticular activation system or your RAS, one of the things we always, our RAS lets into the club as the bouncer is when they hear your name. So if we've got those primary and secondary responsibilities set up and we can call people out by name, then things start happening much more efficiently. Or maybe we don't need to call them out at all because they already know what their role is. Right, because they're listening for that thing because they know their primary is car side, their secondary is that they're the runner. Maybe their third is front counter, and then you still have, like, whether it's one, two, or three, I tend to only do two jobs for folks, two roles. That seems to be the most that folks can can kind of hold in their head. And I, I get it. There's a couple people now who are like, oh, I'm the only one in the store. Cool. Then your role is everything. But you still are going to prioritize stuff, right? Are you going to do any of the car side if you're the only person on the inside? Nope, probably not. Cool. It's going to be a driver when they come in. Maybe it has to be you, right? But that's how you start to prioritize it out as to who does what, when. And that's why I like doing, and Sam, for your example, car side's a huge importance of one minute time. I can't have that as a secondary. It has to be the primary because if it's the primary, then whatever you're doing stops the second there's a car side. If it's your secondary, then once I'm done with all these pizzas, I'll go get that car side. And that just doesn't work. That's why I kind of like doing it. Like, like I said, if, if you've got front counter and there are no customers and no phones, then go to dough. And that way it's really clear to what the expectations are for the team member for the shift. And you can measure how well they do. Huge fan. I think one of the things that people struggle with and they have a hard time wrapping their head around is. For me, the less people I have inside, the more important those roles and responsibilities come. If I've got eight people inside and somebody overlaps, I've still got production happening. If I've got two people inside and they overlap because they didn't have their responsibilities drawn out, now production stops. And, you know, I love that you mentioned if I'm the only one in the store, I think that's where those secondary responsibilities really become important. If I tell driver number one that their secondary responsibility is to keep me stocked up with cheese, then maybe every time there's not a run, they're taking a look and they're not grabbing the next bag of cheese. They're making sure there's four bags of cheese below the make line. And then I start to become more and more efficient because I'm better utilizing every single minute that I'm paying for. What do you think about a listener challenge? Ooh, it's been a while since we've done that. It, it has been. I'm okay with it as long as I can ask you what's something from the train the trainer once we're done with the listener challenge. I want to reciprocate. So do you want to do the listener challenge after I ask the question or do you want to do it before? Um, let's do it before. Let's hit it while, while they've still heard about these roles and responsibility. Okay. Fire away. And then we'll get into the reciprocation. And I appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. That's very kind of you. Trying. Trying. Kindness is not one of my fortes. So it's fine. Oh, I, I would disagree with that. I, I mean, I would say it's secondary to sarcasm. It is. It is tertiary to sarcasm. <laughs> I think when you do it, you're okay. So here's the listener challenge. Right now, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, you've talked about these position charts before. I didn't like them then. I don't like them now. And I'm okay with that response. Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Just do it. Just do it tonight on your shift. Come up with primary responsibilities, secondary responsibilities, and their side work. 
and then be honest with yourself at the end of the shift and see if things didn't go a little bit more smoothly and see what your team thinks how the shift went compared to other times. Now, just making the chart isn't going to get you the results you want. You've got to follow the chart. You've got to follow up with the chart. You've got to make sure that if somebody's secondary responsibility is keeping the make line stock, that you call them out by name all night long when you need something. And I think you're going to see some things if you go into this with the right attitude. First of all, you're going to find out that your make line is not you running back to the walk-in cooler because the easiest way to double your large pep time is to have to go to the cooler to get pepperoni when you need it. But the other thing I think you're going to see, depending on how you lead and depending on how your team responds, is somebody's secondary responsibility that is keeping you in cheese all night is going to start to look for it before you need it, especially if you recognize and reward them when they do that. So that's that's the listener challenge and fill in any holes I may have missed, Drew. No, that's it. I, I love it. How'd it go? What were the results? How'd your team react to it? How the team reacts to it is the important part. Sam, you and I've had so many discussions where I'm in a store and we do this and the manager's like apologizing. Hey, I'm sorry we're doing this training here tonight. It's so slow. And we're always positive. It speaks to if you know what you're supposed to do and you're not just running around like a crazy person. You can focus on what needs to get done. You can do it faster and the job gets so much easier. Yep, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Three steps to the listener challenge. How did it go? What were your results? And the most important, how did your team react to it? Share that with us and uh, maybe there's uh, something cool in the mail for you later. Uh, I'm going to throw out a prize. You ready? So friend of the show, show uh, and New York Times bestselling author and main stage speaker at, at the National DFA meeting, John U. Bacon, has uh, signed some books for me. So if you if you do uh, if you do this challenge, love to see some pictures, maybe a short video of why you thought it wouldn't work, but oh my gosh, it did work. You do something like that, and you will get a signed copy of just a great leadership book let them lead along with enough drew and sam talk training pins for your entire group whoa all right so how do you submit the video well let's let's make this as easy as possible here you go you ready find us on facebook and just send it to us in messenger find us on facebook and just tag us in the post or if you're reading this in the description of this episode, we'll put emails, addresses, and you can email it to us because you're like, I don't want my video out on social media. That's fine too. That's perfectly cool. But there's your three ways. I love it. You will find us some way, somehow. You're listening. You, you're already, you already know it. I think we've gone long enough on this episode with where we've been with the challenge. So do you want to, do you want to tell us? what they could do from train the trainer. <laughs> yeah, for me, and train the trainer, you know, you and I have talked for, for years about the five steps of on the job training and step one being create a positive atmosphere. I think that of the five steps of on the job training that 
step one is the most important, and that doesn't belittle the other four steps at all because they are important as well. But creating a positive atmosphere is so important. And when you talk about the train the trainer workshop, and we're talking about doing public speaking and getting up in front of your peers and talking, you know, Seinfeld has got just an amazing uh, a bit about public speaking. And, you know, he goes on to say that, you know, they say that public speaking is the number one fear of most people. Number two is death. So for most people, if you're at a funeral, you'd rather be in the box than delivering the eulogy. And I, you know, I I think it's just great the importance of a positive atmosphere, because like I've said a few times, seeing people go from, do I have to do this? I can't wait to do this on the third day is the thing that I really, really like. And I would attribute that mostly to the fact that we do everything we can as coaches. And I've been, I've been blessed with really great co-facilitators when I do this class is that we do everything we can to keep that atmosphere positive and learning. And as I'm traveling around stores, I just see over and over and over again that when we have opportunities to coach, when we have opportunities to fill in training gaps, we're missing that, keeping it positive. And then we wonder why people revert back into their caves or why they don't change behavior. I mean, nothing says good time like, hi, folks, uh, we're gathered here today to learn about this new process. I think it sucks. And we do it so much differently and better already than this new process. But I've been told I have to teach it to you. So now I would like to have you pay attention to me for the next hour and a half as I teach you this process that I've just told you sucks. Like, Nothing says useful uh, amount of time, like, like a, in uncreative and un, unpositive and negative atmosphere. I believe it would be a negative atmosphere as I'm attempting to work the word I was looking for. Uh, you, would, yeah. you would think I'm the one that, yeah, I need more caffeine clearly today. You, you know what though, Sam? Like, I, I, I haven't been in one of your train the trainers in a very long time, but that would be such an amazing activity to do the create the positive atmosphere in reverse and do the create a negative atmosphere. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because since my collaboration with Tim, Tim has a video uh, that he, that he shows. And now we show at the very beginning. And it is, it is everything you don't want to do when you have the opportunity to deliver a message at, you know, I think it only goes maybe. You know, that's interesting. I saw Tim at my last class recording me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to throw you under that bus directly, but. Fine. Sarcasm. Number one, it's fine. This video goes like three minutes and I've probably seen it now seven or eight times. And it seems like an hour. I mean, it is, it is brutal. I'll, I'll send you a, I'll send you a uh, Dropbox link to it. You can feast your eyes on it. I did something like that in a class a couple of years ago for a creative positive atmosphere. I was doing, and when I was in Team USA, we would do the paper airplane bit and we'd go through the five steps on the job with paper airplane. And, and, you know, you could do it with um, uh, peanut butter and jelly too, but the paper airplane, you get rid of the whole peanut butter problem, right? So paper airplane, and I show them how to make a paper airplane first. So I preview the task, but I don't, I, I just tell them it's you're making a paper airplane, but my paper airplane isn't your normal pointy front wide wings. 
it's a circle and it looks more like a crown and, and the amazement, like these guys are like, what, what are we doing? Like most of the time I get like 30, 90 seconds in and there's someone that's like, I am totally lost. You said paper airplane. It is so amazing when you do the negative side to it and how people like click instantly. Oh my God, I have done that. I, I have absolutely undermined myself. So yeah. Yeah. If you've got a video for it, totally amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really works well. We'll have to do a, a listener challenge for next episode around creating a positive atmosphere. Oh, I like it. Is that what they call a teaser in the biz? It would be. Yeah. Episode number 112, another listener challenge coming your way. To get to 112, we've got to finish 111. So let's finish 111. Hey, gang, you've been listening to episode 111 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. As always, if you would like us, follow us and share it on your socials, we would be most grateful. And we're willing to pay for that and pay in the form of Drew and Sam Talk Training hat pins, which, you know, people just, they're eating them up. They're, they're flying off the shelf. I am Sam with Bowser Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. As always, go out, sell more pizza. And have more fun. That's all, folks.